smoking cigarettes. Fuck it. then how you all doing out there welcome back to the jam room podcast everybody how you been had a good week bad week whatever let me know i hope it's been good for you uh what have we got to talk about today guys shit there's a lot of music news rolling around the uh the interwebs out there uh we got to get into a bunch so it's just going to be a music heavy episode yeah cool finally jesus christ You'd think a music podcast would contain a hell of a lot more music than this one, but we're going to make up for it in this episode, guys, so uh, strap in. Let me have a drink. Uh, hope you had a great week out there. We've got tons to cover here because uh, music news is just coming out daily, it seems, at the moment. Uh, I've picked a few good nuggets to chat about. Obviously, we're going to get into the Grammys and the satanic rituals they perform. Uh <laughs> We'll get into that. Uh, we're going to get into some new shit that's been going on with our boys at Sleep Token. I don't know if you guys have fucking noticed, but they've been blowing the fuck up. So we got that. But first, uh, let's chat about the uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, shall we? Let's start there. So the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they're on tour with Post Malone at the moment in our little continent of ours down here in Australasia, or whatever you call it. Some people call this continent just Australia. But... You know, fucking what continent is New Zealand in then, hey? That's the question I ask you. I'm sure our continent is bigger than just this landmass here. Anyway, whatever. So, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Let me crack another beer. They've been uh, they've been on tour uh, with Post Malone uh, supporting them, I guess, even though I would way rather see Post Malone than the Chili Peppers at this point in their career. Um couple of things. Some people have been getting disappointed with Post Malone because he's been rocking up to some of these shows and performing just dressed like shit, you know, just in shorts and a t-shirt, fucking being a weirdo, holding his mic upside down or whatever. That's just Post Malone. Don't have a problem with the way someone looks on stage if they still fucking crush it. That's my thoughts on that. Post Malone still fucking crushes it. From all the complaints that I've seen, it's like, oh, fans are a bit worried about Post Malone because of the way he's dressed. Listen to what's coming out of his mouth. He's still fucking crushing the song. What the hell else do you want? Wanted to dress like Harry Styles? It's not going to sell as many tickets. Ah, oh, he would sell tickets, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a new wild world out there, guys. Um, but the big criticism is aimed right at the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, basically because, guys, Australia is fucking Australia. We're behind the times. We don't keep up with shit. We're old bogans. We fucking just listen to ACDC on repeat, uh, apparently. A lot. Obviously, I don't. But that's part of it. Like, Australiana is sort of based around going slow, taking it fucking easy, right? So if someone's spent whatever amount of fucking, let's face it, pretty bloody expensive, whatever they spent on these tickets to go see the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they expected to see some bangers, stuff from the past, not stuff from their new album. 
or so, right? That Unlimited Love album, I think that was one. And then there was this other piece of shit that came out. We talked about it on this podcast. So if you're interested in my thoughts on these albums, I reviewed them at some point, probably a few months ago or whatever. So it seems that their set list is occupied primarily by these new tracks, which um, objectively suck in comparison, right? And, you know, Australia is one of those places that, like, you know, we have, we've got a soft spot for nostalgia. We've got a soft spot for the classics. We don't really take kindly to new bullshit if it sucks, right? And so there's articles coming out left, right, and center in the, the news, um, news outlets here in Australia saying that, like, fans from the Sydney show, for instance, have said that they would never go see them again. They're done with the Chili Peppers. They're hanging up that gay hat and saying, nah, enough's enough. I'm taking off these fingerless gloves for the last time. Never going to go back to see them, right? Because their set list was just so new heavy, right? It was, yeah, saturated in their new tracks, which haven't stood up to the test of time. I'm sorry. A new album's never going to. Maybe a couple of years from now, if they were to tour that album, like people would be like, you know what? We actually sat with it for a bit. We really like this album. I don't think that's going to happen because it's not as good an album as like obviously Blood Sugar Sex Magic was and stuff like that. Um, but it is what it is. So the Chili Peppers are disappointing people all over this continent right now. Um, they're playing here in Perth, I think over the weekend, uh, the 12th of Feb. So if you got tickets, just lower your expectations, please, right? These guys are on tour to promote their album. They're hoping that you'd love to buy their album, not the album that you purchased in the 90s, which they don't get any more money from. If you're still putting that fucking scratched our CD into your car and rocking along to it for the last 20-something years, um, they haven't profited a cent from that, right? It's about time you go out there and buy this other bullshit album, even just out of respect. If you're a fan, just buy it out of respect, right? And then paid money to go see the show, and then maybe they'll come out and do Under the Bridge for an encore, right? It'd still be worth seeing fucking the Red Hot Chili Peppers for like two or three bangers if you're a real fan, right? And let's face it, I know this new album is garbage, um, but, but still, it's not that bad. There's plenty of bad shit out there. We're going to talk about the Grammys later on, right? Um, but, so that's happening. So um, if you're here in Perth and you listen to this podcast, um, and I know you do, pretty much everyone in Perth listens to this podcast, um, and you're going to this show, to see the Chili Peppers and Post Malone. I'd like to go just to see Post Malone. I think I couldn't give two fucks about um, the Chili Peppers at this point, but I like Post Malone. He's got that weird tremolo thing with his voice. He's kind of cool. He seems like a nice dude. Um, reach out and let us know how the show was um, after this weekend or whatever, because I'm, I'm pretty bloody interested, because I'm, I'm kind of thinking that after all these news outlets are pumping this shit with how... Um, how bad the reaction was from the Over East shows in Sydney and Melbourne and I think Auckland and stuff like that. They went to New Zealand as well, right? Um, maybe they would have taken some of that criticism on board and maybe the Perth show is going to be the best one of all time where they're like, you know what? We're going to do nothing from the new album. We're just going to do the fucking greatest hits. The shit that makes us feel bad on the inside because we've just been put out there to tap dance for people, right? Sometimes you've got to think about these artists, right? How many times have the Chili Peppers played those fucking tracks? They're over it. Give them a break, for Christ's sake. But anyway, let us know if you're going to the show. I'd, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. 
What else have we got to get through? We will get to the Grammy stuff. I think I'll say that for, for the end. I don't know how long this is going to take. I've just, I'm looking at my fucking little notebook here, which I actually wrote for this episode, and it, it looks like shit. There's just stuff everywhere. So most of it seems to be Grammy stuff. So we'll, we'll, we'll tackle that chunk towards the end. All right, guys? I saw an article that came out uh, recently. It was like last week or so uh, about our boy's sleep token. Right, I've been talking about Sleep Token for a while on this podcast. I fucking love this band. I thought they're the most exciting thing in music. Turns out I'm not the only one that thinks that. It seems that they've blown up over the last little while. So since we last chatted about the new singles that they've been releasing over the, the January sort of period, we're now in Feb, um, they've gone viral or whatever the hell that means. I don't know what the metric of going viral means. Does that mean a million? Does that mean 10 million? I don't know what it means. But they've got millions and millions of um, of spins on their Spotify single uh, called The Summoning, which I think is one of the weaker of the four singles that they've released. But, you know, that's just my opinion. It's definitely one of the heaviest, that's for sure. It's definitely got the Meshuggah vibes. Last episode, I would have talked about it, something like that, right? But I think someone like Demi Lovato or some pop icon or some shit um, tweeted a link to it because she's listening to it. And that fucking blew them the fuck up, right? So now everyone's talking about Sleep Token. Finally. Cool. Um, they're tremendous fucking amazing band i'm looking forward to the future of this band because they're in their fucking infancy right they've got they've got two albums out and you know a handful of uh singles and cover songs listen to their cover of fucking hey yeah that's pretty good uh what else that i want to dance with somebody they did a cover of that shit that's pretty good the guy can sing right goes by the name of vessel which has got everybody pissed off because in today's climate Everyone wants to know who the fuck you are, right? So if you pop off a little bit because of a Demi Lovato tweet, I don't even know if I'm saying her name right. I don't even know who she is, but whatever. Um, if you all of a sudden pop off, now everybody needs to know everything fucking about you. So here come the speculations and the conspiracy theories about who Vessel is and who the band might be. By the way, Vessel is an amazing singer in my opinion, right? I think he's tremendous. Yes, he's probably the strongest talent in the band, but it's fucking really tight there. The drummer is fucking amazing. Whoever's orchestrating and writing the keys parts for their songs, for the piano and everything else, like there's so much maturity in this band. It's hard to fucking say who's the real standout star, but um, Vessel is the only one that has a name. The other ones are just called Anonymous whatever. Um, so everyone's trying to find out who the hell this guy is because his voice is amazing and you think that someone with a voice like that would just, you know, want the recognition, want the flowers from the public and all that sort of shit, right? Turns out he doesn't and everyone's kind of not happy with that because they want to know who the hell he is and they want to give him his flowers, right? Which, you know, sucks. It's just, it's just the climate we're in, guys. I'm sorry I didn't make this up. I am not responsible. So, an article came out in Revolver magazine about Sleep Token, talking about their, you know, sort of recent viral success or whatever. You know, one of those little 15 minutes of fame thing. Hopefully it lasts a lot longer with Sleep Token. I know it will because they're that good. Uh, and so they released an article that a lot of people online, from what I was seeing on Twitter, were pretty pissed off about 
because it was speculating as to who this guy might be based on other projects that kind of sound the same or similar to his voice, right? So let's look into a couple of them. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm not going to try and out the guy. I don't know who the fuck he is. Although, I could have at one point. See, when they came to fucking um, to Perth for their show with Northlane last year that I talked about, I went to see with Curtis, when I had the big robot thing on my fucking arm and I accidentally called the fucking the bass player gay, um, they were rehearsing at my fucking rehearsal studios where I rehearse as well at the Hen House. Sleep Token were there. I guess it was all hush-hush. No one would have seen them, but, you know, I could have got a glimpse, you know? Something like that. I don't fucking know. They're coming again in May, but it's fucking sold out. And I already mentioned that. Sell me tickets, guys, please. I really need three of them if you if you got them. If you got them spare, I'll throw you some cash. That'd be that'd be fantastic. However, we're gonna try and check out uh, some of the the leading sort of cons- I don't even want this conspiracy is the wrong idea. Um, the leading sort of uh, theories as far as who the hell Vessel might be based on his vocal stylings, right? Um, because I think they're all wrong. I have no idea who this guy is. I'm still on the fence, but I thought it would just be a fun little thing. For those of you who don't remember or don't really know Sleep Token or this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome, thanks, subscribe, <coughs> tell your friends, all that sort of shit. I don't burp that often. Um, for those of you who don't know, this is what uh, Vessel from Sleep Token sounds like. This is a wicked fucking track called Jaws. Are you watching me with eyes over ready as you move towards the door? Show me those pretty white doors, show me where the delicate stops, show me why you've lost and why you are taking it slow, show me what wounds you So I want you to like really think about all the different characteristics of that voice, how how much control he have he has over his bass end. If you know Sleep Token, you know he's got an incredible falsetto, all that sort of shit. So some of the leading theories is that he's actually a singer from a band, um, again another British band. So you got to you know, the Earth is still a certain shape, so it's not going to be some Japanese dude probably because Sleep Token are out of the UK. And his previous projects are probably UK-based as well. So they kind of narrowed down the search to the United Kingdom, right? Um, and so this one is a band called Don Broco. Broco? Broco. B-R-O-C-O. With the word Don in front of it. All in capital letters. You can find them on Spotify. Um, pretty cool band. I went down a bit of a rabbit hole then. They're cool. And their singer is good. I don't think he's the guy. I don't think he's the guy. Unless... He's done some wicked vocal training and done some transformation in style. I don't know. What do you guys reckon? Have a listen to this. This is a little um, little clip from a song called uh, Fingernails um, from Don Broco. Uh, what do you reckon? Do you reckon this is, this is Vessel? Do you reckon this is Sleep Token Singer? Have a listen.
obviously a lot of uh, passion in his voice and he's doing it, but I don't know if it sounds, exa- I don't think it's the same. I don't think if, I don't think it's exactly alike. It's similar in some styles. At least there's some heavy elements into the music itself, which shows um, some kind of inclination uh, to sort of bend towards the heavy side of shit, I guess, maybe. I don't really know. What do you think? Do you reckon that was the guy? I don't know. So next up, this is probably the most plausible to me. The most plausible. There was a little duo um, out there in the UK that went by the name of uh, Black Lit. Black Lit. Black Lit. So it's not Backlit. It's Black Lit Canopy is the name of the band or the the, the duo or whatever, right? Um, So this one's more interesting to me because you don't hear a lot of his vocals. From the, and it's a guy named uh, Leo Faulkner. Leo Faulkner um, from Black Lit Canopy, right? Had to fucking really concentrate on that pronunciation. So there's harmonies all the way through this little track. And there's only two tracks on Spotify from this band. Uh, so I picked a little excerpt that you can kind of hear his vocals. But if you know Sleep Token, you know they love their harmonies. You know they love their falsetto. They do it all the time. So this is a little bit plausible. You take this singer from this band and you put him through a training regiment and you make him like front and center, you might fucking get Vessel from Sleep Token. Who knows? What do you think? Check out this little piece. Uh, wait, I should have written it. Yeah, the song's called Will. Anyway, it's one of the two songs on Spotify, so you'll find it. Inconclusive. Absolutely inconclusive, I reckon. I also don't really appreciate the hate that Revolver Mag got for reporting on people's speculation here, right? Um, people were just like, nah, fuck you. This is a secret. You can't tell anybody. We don't want to out these guys. It's just like, well, if someone knows, everyone's going to know. That's just the world we live in, guys. I'm sorry. I didn't create the internet. I'm not even that good at using it, right? So that's happened. Sleep Token have done their shit. They're coming back in May. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe I'll get down there and I'll just storm the stage and rip his mask off. Fucking why not? Someone's got to do it. But, you know, being the fucking idiot I am, I'll do it, but no one will have their camera out. So I'll just get arrested for no reason. Um, Yeah, I'm sure that's going to happen. Anyway, so that's some music news that's kind of local, kind of true to our heart. We're Sleep Token fans here on this podcast. I want to say that their big blow-up... is because of this podcast, because I know for a fact Demi Lovato was a listener, and then all of a sudden, two weeks later, she tweets about it, what are the odds, you know? So, you know, Sleep Token, you can thank me later. I'd appreciate those three backstage passes for the 
the show in May here in Perth. You know, I'm not going to rip your mask off. I'm sorry. I was just joking about that sort of shit. But, you know, I know you listen to this podcast, so it'd be nice. Let's move on, guys, because the Grammys happened. The Grammys happened. Well, I don't know if they happened or if it was just some bullshit fucking satanic ritual that they performed in front of everybody. But let's get into it, all right? So, Grammys for the 2023. Uh, they're, they're done and dusted. Um, congrats to whoever won shit or whatever like that. So, I always feel... I'm just trying to get comfortable here in my fucking stool a little bit. It's hard to get comfortable in a stool. What I do is I set up a secondary stool to put my feet up, right? So then it's kind of like I've got a little chaise lounge that's sort of elevated way higher than a chaise lounge should be. It's a risky stool, but it is what it is. So every time I see the, the Grammys coming around, I'm like, holy shit, I have no idea. So either I get this feeling of I'm out of touch or they're out of touch, right? It's got to be one or the other. It's probably I'm out of touch. I'm definitely out of touch. I fucking know that for sure. And I'm out of touch, not because I don't know what's going on, just because I don't really like what's going on. So I don't sort of immerse myself in it as much and I judge it in like a kind of an old school fucking metalheads kind of way. That's just what the fuck I am. I can't escape it. I fucking grew up in the 90s, guys. What do you want from me? I don't know. But it seems that like they're out of touch way more than myself. And here's the proof. The average age of the voters that decide these fucking Grammys is over 40. That's older than me. And that's the average age, right? So, I don't know. A bunch of these old fucks are deciding all this sort of stuff. And I'm guessing they're making calculations between a couple of things. What they actually like or what they think is politically correct. Because it's got to fucking be that. And we'll get into some of that shit a little bit later on, right? So, I don't care about all the categories. There is 4,000 categories. A lot of things happened. Um, Beyonce won a couple of uh, couple of Grammys out there, uh, which uh, put her in the history books, actually. Beyonce has now won the most amount of Grammys any artist has ever won throughout history, with a grand total of 32 of them, 32 fucking Grammys. I didn't think she had 32 songs, but it is what it is. Beyonce, good on you. Fantastic. I know you listen to this podcast. Congratulations, you and your, your hubby or whatever. What was weird about her acceptance speech is that there she is. She thanks her husband and her beautiful children and all that sort of stuff and then goes ahead and thanks the queer community for creating the genre, the genre that she excels at. I would say that she might have created that genre, right? I don't know. It's just fucking... It is what it is. Anyway, so that one took out some big shit. I don't really care about a lot of the categories, but let's talk about a couple of them. Rock and metal. Rock and metal. So for this year, the as far as performance, best rock performance, uh, went to a chick named Brandy Carlisle uh, for a song called Broken Horses. Now listen to this song, and it's barely rock. I don't know what's going on there. It's just, I don't know. Fucking sleep token bought some shit out. They should be in there. Uh, whatever. We're all going to be butthurt about something, but like there wasn't even good competition there, right? I didn't recognize half of this crap. Um, so, Brandy Carlisle, good for you. Broken Horses, best rock performance, apparently, but it's, you know, 
It's about as rock and roll as sushi as far as I'm concerned. I don't really know. Um, and as far as metal goes, how's this, guys? The best metal performance for the fucking year. For all of 2023, where metal is becoming fucking metal again. We've got the hardcore scene. We've got the fucking gent guys. We've got fucking all this kind of bullshit going on. It went to Ozzy Osbourne for a song called Degradation Rules. We talked about Ozzy Osbourne's album. It fucking stunk. And so this is what's happening, guys. Like, um, There's no way that he won this Grammy for it being a good song. What happened is Ozzy Osbourne has announced his retirement from touring, right? He's a 74-year-old geezer. And he's finally fucking hanging up the costume and he's going to be like, you know what, I'm just going to maybe write some songs or whatever, whatever I need to do to satisfy my record labels, but I'm not touring anymore because of health concerns. You know what, he might not be touring and he might be announcing his retirement, but his brain retired 20 years ago, guys. It definitely did, right? So they were just, you know, wheeling his body out on stage, pumping it full of drugs and making it dance. He was just a reanimated corpse for the last, you know, 15, 20 years. I wouldn't say 20 years. It was at least 20 years ago where we all saw that reality TV show, The Osbournes, and realized, oh, wait a minute. This guy has a lot in common with our, the now US President Joe Biden. They're mentally retarded, right? We all saw that happen. And then all of a sudden he's bringing out new songs and stuff. It's like, wow. Drugs can do some wonders sometimes, it seems. It's not that. It's not that he wrote a good song. It's the fact that fucking whoever's running the Grammys realized that they've never given him one or haven't given him one for a long time. So we fucked up back then when you were the real fucking Prince of Darkness because I really think he tapped out because... Although he's the Prince of Darkness, I think Hollywood and the current state of pop music right now is way more satanic than he could even handle. That's actually probably in one of his press conferences where he's like, you know what? This shit's too dark for me. Ugh, check out Sam Smith. Ugh, we'll get into that. Um, so anyway, he won an Oscar. And then he also won a second Oscar for the best rock album for that whole album. Patient number nine or some shit. God, that album sucked. It's just them apologizing. This is an apology Grammy that they're giving to Ozzy Osbourne, right? Sorry we didn't give you way more sooner. But right now you're about to fucking, you know, buy the farm or whatever. We got to give you something just so that we can wheel you up on stage one last time. Because I don't know if uh, the Grammys counts as a live performance. I don't know. He might be billing them for it. That'd be pretty interesting. All right. So the best metal album... Oh, I didn't even look at it. Fuck it. There wasn't one. There wasn't one this year. What the fuck was going on? Oh, the record of the year, as far as um, production goes. Where are we now? Shit, I told you my fucking notes were all over the place, guys. Where are we, where are we going? Who else wants some shit? Uh, best vocal performance went to Adele, of course. She needed to win way more than she did. That was kind of cool. Um, fucking... About Damn Time by Lizzo. Jesus Christ, guys, I saw Lizzo. The fashion is something else at the fucking Grammys, hey? I mean, you got the Oscars and everybody's, you know, big ball dresses or whatever. You go to the Grammys because they're creative people. They're all musicians. They all dress like clowns, right? It seems. Um, fucking Madonna was there dressed up as, uh, you know, the jigsaw puppet from Saw movies, right? Have you seen her face? 
Holy crap. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> some cheeks shouldn't have a two-foot wing, wingspan, you know what I mean? But shit, there's some monster cheeks. But I don't know. So she, she was dressed as that fucking Lizzo, you know, fat activist or whatever. She's a big chunky. She's a hell of a lot of woman. You know, she doesn't want people looking at her like a piece of meat. So she wrapped herself in tinfoil like a piece of meat. Check out any of the photos from the Grammys, guys, of fucking Lizzo. It looks like, like a fucking, like someone wrapped a whole cow in, in aluminum foil, ready to fucking do your Sunday roast. That's what it looks like to me. I'm sorry. It was all out there. Fucking is what it is. She won some shit record of the year for about damn time. Something like that. Harry Styles won some bullshit for this, whatever, Harry's House was, I don't, and I never liked that album, guys, I fucking tried to look into it, uh, I don't really know what, it, what was going on with that one, but a big part of the day, big part of the, the festivities, the evening that they were putting together there at the Grammys, guys, um, was uh, Sam Smith and a bloke named uh, Tim Petrus. Right, so they've done a song like I spoke in last episode or last maybe second to last. I was going to check out the new Sam Smith album. I did, I absolutely did. And holy fuck, Sam Smith can sing. Right, I'm not going to take anything away from him vocally. He can definitely fucking sing. And it's an absolute tragedy that someone with such a great voice has fucking nothing to say. Ugh, it just disappoints you. Really disappoints you. But um, Sam Smith and, uh, goes by the name of Kim Petrus. Uh, they won the Grammy for best pop duo. So everyone's supposed to celebrate extra hard now because this, um, dude, Tim, uh, sorry, Kim Petrus, um, was the first transgender female, male, whatever, one to the other, male to female, first transgender, um, to win that award. And so there was a big standing ovation. It was all this sort of bullshit, right? It was big up there. So this um, formerly Tim Petrus, now goes by the name of King Kim Petrus, uh, was the youngest sex, sex change ever back in the early 2000s. Uh, maybe 2010, something like that. 16-year-old kid got a full sex change, right? So, you know, it's supposed to be celebrating diversity with this oh, transgender person. It's two white men that won the award, right? That's just put it out there i know sam smith is pretending to be bisexual or whatever it's like that that's just fashion just give us a break i don't know you do anything for a fucking like oh i'm gonna get some hate mail from this fucking podcast but i don't know what was going on with this so they have a song called unholy and that's what they won this award for um the best pop duo uh, I don't know. This shit just writes itself, guys. Like, so you've got the first transgender to ever win this award for a song called Unholy. They perform said song at the Grammys. And if you've seen anything about it, it's an absolute satanic ritual, right? Satanic ritual. As soon as it finishes, pops up, sponsored by Pfizer. You can't write this shit, guys. What the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on at the Grammys? Someone wins an award for a song called Unholy, and look at the lyrics of Unholy. It's just fucking mindless garbage, right? There's nothing sophisticated about that song. It's just because there's a transgender in there. So there's transgender, but they write, you know, wins a song called Unholy. Mm, that's a little bit weird. Performs it with a satanic ritual. 
little bit weird. Mm. It's already three things. That's a bit of a, something's going on there. And it's sponsored by Pfizer. All right, make up your own minds about that one, guys. But I guess I'm just a little out of touch with the fucking Grammys, right? That's just what, that's my conclusion. I'm out of touch with the fucking Grammys. I don't know, I'm tapping out. That's why I've got my own fucking little podcast where I can bullshit my own way through certain ideas about music and figure out what's going on in this musical landscape that I love so much, yet have absolutely nothing to do with. It's like a runaway train, whatever. I don't cling to the past as much as other people, but I also can't embrace things that just objectively suck. Some of this music just stinks. It was good fucking music. I might be like, you know what? Fucking hail Satan. This is wicked. If Satan's responsible for this kind of music, fuck yeah. That's why we all loved Led Zeppelin back in the day, right? But if Satan's responsible for fucking the Sam Smith shit, I don't know. Maybe Satan's losing his touch. Maybe he just sucks at guitar, you know? Fucking gone are the days of Steve Vai representing him, hey? Uh, that's a throwback to the old Crossroads movie. You guys seen that? Yeah, I loved that as a kid. Just for that one scene, Ralph Marchio pretending to play guitar. Fucking cool. But anyway, the big winner. That's how I'm going to leave this podcast because I'm fucking done talking about this crap. I'm going to get in trouble already. Not that I care. By the way, my contact details. Uh, you can reach me via email, via email, via email, whatever you want. Uh, scott at thejamroom.com.au. You could also just tweet uh, at Jam Room Podcast or get on Instagram at Jam Room Podcast as well. I don't really use those things too much, but I will respond to your emails. So give us your criticisms, give us your thoughts. And if you're particularly passionate about anything that we've talked about, fucking come on the podcast. We'll chat about it. I don't care. It'll be a fun little discussion, guys. Um, but the big winner, because every year there is just one big winner, right? Of the They win the Grammys, don't they? And it's for the song of the year. And this is where my theory about everything to do with the Grammys and being a little bit fucked up, a little bit satanic, a little bit bullshit, a little bit out of touch kind of falls down because I really don't know what to make of the song that won Song of the Year. Because it was written by the chick that performs it. Holy crap. Beyonce has literally 130 people on her writing staff to come up with her bangers, right? But somehow, someone that just actually wrote a song and performed it won Song of the Year. And it's not a pop song. If anything, it's a country song. Uh, she goes by the name of um, Bonnie Raitt. So Bonnie Raitt took out the Grammy for Song of the Year for a track called Just Like That. And it's a country song, and it's fine, it's beautiful. Country's not really up my, my alley too much, but good Lord, what's going on in the world? How can in the same awards ceremony, they say the song of the year is this, which you're about to hear. I'm going to end the podcast with it. Fuck it, I'm just going to put it on the end of the podcast. Yet the halftime performance or whatever sponsored by Pfizer is a satanic ritual um, from, you know, a, a bisexual, transgender people that worship Satan. I don't know. Something seems off. It seems like there's two different teams writing the script for the, uh, for the Grammys this year because, I don't know, big ups to Bonnie Raitt. You did something good here. It seems to have um, struck a chord. No pun intended. Yeah, definitely pun intended. Why not? I'll take it. Um, with a lot of people out there. So good for you. Guys... They're my thoughts on the Grammys. 
I don't really want to talk about it for another year. It's fucking done. And I do understand the absolute hypocrisy, it might seem, that I have absolutely just slammed and, and fucking shamed the Grammys for performing a fucking satanic ritual. Meanwhile, at the start of the episode, I was praising Sleep Token, who literally call every single one of their shows a ritual, and they dress in fucking cloaks and have masks on, right? I do understand the hypocrisy. It's not the same. There's a bit more nuance to it. They fucking apparently worship the god of sleep. It's a bit different to the um, the devil of the world or something. I don't fucking know. Guys, that's the Jared Podcast for this week. I hope you've had a great time. Reach out with all your shit. All my details will be in the description below. You're about to hear a song called Just Like That, which I've only heard for the first time when I recorded this podcast. And, uh, you know, good for her. Bonnie, Bonnie Raitt. Fucking taking out song of the year, guys. The Grammys are done. Take care now. Bye-bye then. I watched him circle around the block. Finally stopped at mine. Took a while before he knocked like all he had was time. Excuse me, ma'am, maybe you can help. The directions weren't so clear. I'm looking for Olivia Zan. They said I might find her here. Well, I looked real hard and asked him what she's got he's looking for. Yeah, there's something I think she'd want to know when I let him in the door. It's not like me to trust so quick. It caught me by surprise. But something about him gave me ease. Right there in his eyes. That your life can change If I hadn't looked away My boy might still be with me now He'd be 25 today No knife can carve away the stain No drink can drown regret They say Jesus brings you peace and grace Well, he ain't found me yet deeper breath and looked right in my face I heard about the son you lost, how you left without a trace I spent years just trying to find you so I could finally let you know it was your son's heart that saved me and a life you gave us both
Just like that your life can change Look what the angels send I lay my head upon his chest I was with my boy again Well, I spent so long in darkness I never thought the night would end But somehow grace has found me 